Oh. 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 <laughs> that, I watched one. Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of the savage podcast. Mm -hmm. Look at us finishing each other's sentences. We spend a little bit too much time together. What are you talking about, Rose? It's been at least two days since I've seen you. (laughs) So I don't know. Every time we, me and Daniel see each other, which is probably usually like the, the day after the last time mm-hmm. we're always like, Oh, it's been so long. It's been too long. It's been years. <laughs> it's been years. It feels like God years. Damn guys. And tomorrow we're heading off to Costa Rica. God damn. Are you excited? Rose? I'd be excited as hell. Let me guess. You're super prepared and ready. I'm super unprepared <laughs> and not ready at all. As always. This is the story of Rose's life, guys. <laughs> Every time she goes on a trip, she's always Every like, Every time I'm, not I'm ready. panicking. I'm just, it's just a disaster. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this is just how I am. You're just going to have to accept it. God damn. Anyways, so uh, yeah, so the next couple of episodes will be pre recorded. Yep. Because we will be, you know, enjoying our time in Costa Rica. We'll be enjoying the sunshine. Oh, I'm so excited. I've never been, and it's going to be so fun. God so damn. it's going to be fun. Anyway, so. Show. Oh, before we jump in, guys, make sure you follow us on Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash the savage podcast. You get bonus content every single month and you get ad free content, which is great. And also every episode you get on a timely fashion. So the week yes. before everybody else. Yep. So make sure you check it out. The link is always in the show notes mm-hmm. and the description. Yes, guys. Check and it shall out. we jump into the stories? Um, we shall, guys. Um, so this first story. <laughs> I, I pulled it up because yeah. I think Daniel will just love it. I will probably love this. So basically, I saw this on the news and I guess they have now launched the world's largest cruise ship, which has arrived in Miami. So I don't know if this has ever been you know, like, I don't know if this is, I think this is new. Okay. okay. So the Royal Caribbean's icon of the seas is the new world's largest cruise ship. And I have a lot of feelings about this Yeah. because a, I think generally I don't like cruises Yeah. and B do we really fucking need this? I mean, Mm -hmm. just have a look, Daniel. It is just the most ridiculous (laughs) thing I've ever seen. Here we go. A highly anticipated newcomer towers along (laughs) the hustle and bustle of the traffic uh, the traffic of Miami's busy coast. And for good reason, Port Miami's newest 1,198-foot-long <laughs> 1, residence was recently crowned the world's largest cruise ship. It's just... Oh. Here are the 10 details you should know yeah. about the massive floating resort from its wild en- uh, amenities to its controversies. Mm-hmm. Number one, let's start with the obvious. Now, the biggest <laughs> cruise ship and of on the sea Apparently, guys, it can accommodate up to nearly 10,000 people in total, specifically 7,600 guests. And then I guess the rest mm-hmm. would like be crew and everything. Um, that is insane. That's it's a lot insane. of people. 10,000 people. Oh, God. I just, I, I don't, it sounds like a dystopian nightmare to me. I don't know what it is. Mm. Like, I'm sure it could be fun. 
I don't know. I never, I don't know what it is about cruise ships, <laughs> what guys. What is the thing with cruises? Why do people like them? I mm. don't get it. Have you ever been on one? Never. I've been on one and it was like a short one. It was like from, I, I can't, I think it was from like uh, Florida. I think it was from Orlando to Bahamas or something. Yeah. And it was just okay. Mm. I mean, it wasn't the icon of the seas. I mean, it's just insane. Like There's guys a were- literal, like, like a water park on it. Yeah, at the top. There's a well. There's multiple. It looks like that's a water park. Yeah. That's because if you think about it, like you just have to remember the magnitude of like ten thousand people and all of the shit. Yeah. Like I, and it's like floating in the ocean. Yeah. That that also scares me. I think the idea of this gigantic, like huge functioning mm-hmm. like device that's huge. It's like housing ten thousand people. Like that. Like come on. I feel like the thing that scares me, and maybe there's people that are like engineers that know better than I do. I just feel like it feels sketchy. Like it's right. This it's huge, heavy as fuck. Yeah, it's this huge ass thing. That's obviously it is buoyant, and they do all their fucking research and shit. But I'm sorry, guys, and I've said this before in other <laughs> podcast episodes. I don't like it because I don't want to be out in the ocean on a big ship. Exactly. That is like, my, are there enough lifeboats on board? This is the, the number one question, guys. <laughs> or is this? Uh, is what this is going it? to be a Titanic situation? Exactly. Is it considered an indestructible ship? I don't know. I don't want to get on it. I don't want to test it. Unsinkable ship. Yes, the uns- unsinkable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what happens when you call something unsinkable? It sink. <laughs> I know. It's like honestly, it's like Murphy's law, but like that was so like dumb. Like yes, this is the best, and this always fucking happens. This airplane is the. <laughs> best airplane ever it's uncrashable <laughs> next thing you know fucking crashes like this is unsinkable um yeah it's crazy apparently it cost over uh blah 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 blah. the cruise ship had only begun construction on oh i guess two over two billion dollars you know my biggest thing about this the, the thing that bothers me the most it's that it's just like in an era where we are trying to figure out how to tackle climate change yeah do we really need this massive extravagant probably climate disaster sort of ship i don't know yeah i have a feeling it's probably not good for the environment Mm -hmm. it's just it's like the height of consumeristic just unnecessary trying to boast to your friends that you've been on this giant ship sort of thing i think that's going to be part of the pull is like people are going to want to book like people that already like cruises will book it but other people will book it just to go on the biggest ship and do like social media content of course guaranteed yeah well, apparently in July 2023, images of the icon of the sea circulated on on X, formerly Twitter, and it quickly became a device, the divisive, divisive, yeah, yeah, I don't know, divisive topic <laughs> on social media, incurring titles like monstrosity and hell on water. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Number four. Oh, the icon of the sea is anticipating plenty of travelers, despite its haters. I don't know why this is an important point. I don't. I feel like they just want to do like a top ten something. Yeah. So 7,600 travelers can dine and drink at the 40 restaurants, bars, and lounges. 40. It's like a tiny little city. It is. Why don't you just go to a city? Like, this is what I don't get. Okay? Go to a city. <laughs> like, yeah. what is the... It's literally... It's just a ship. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. So the ship has seven pools, nine hot tubs. <sighs> And the, the, it's not cheap either, I guess. Well, no, of course it's not cheap. Fares start at $1,910 per person for an interior cabin. And I'm guessing that's US day. day. But like, how long is the... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't say. Yeah. But have you also heard there's um there's another thing that, that's going on right now. It's I don't know if this is like part of the... I don't know. Basically, there's like a nine-month cruise. It's yeah. like around the world. And like some people... People are like talking about it on TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. And nine months. Nine months. 
I, you know what? It's interesting. I don't know if it's the same thing. Speaking of cruises <laughs> and all this thing. shit, yeah, I, I, it was like, um, somebody was telling me about it. It was similar, like a nine month or it was like a year. Yeah, cruise. something like this. And basically, it's for people that work remotely, and they can right. go on this cruise, and you pay like a, I don't know, maybe it costs like twenty thousand for the whole year or something, or thirty thousand for the whole year. Yes. And you go there, and you get like your food included and everything else. And actually, it, like for some people, we're doing cost benefit. Like if you can work remotely, it actually ends up cheaper. I think that was a older story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I mean, it's obviously a similar kind of concept. But um, I think maybe that one was more geared toward people that actually wanted to like replace life on the ship. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Do you want to be on like this one? The one that I saw, I don't think the cost was actually cheaper than like than like living life on land. (laughs) Um, But like, I mean, I guess it would make sense for some people, but like, I don't know. I get, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know guys. What are your thoughts on cruises? I personally, this is just my own <laughs> thing. I'm never, I'm never going to, you're never going to catch me on a cruise. Never. You never say never, Daniel. Well, what if your, what if your future boyfriend loves cruises? Oh God. Well, is that a red flag? That's a red flag. <laughs> you know, Rosa takes a lot to date me in the beginning. So if they tell me that they, you know, like, um, well, I don't, okay. Wait, loves cruises, never traveled before. Like loves cruises, but has traveled a lot. Okay. Or never traveled before. Oh, you've. <laughs> I, I would have to take the loves cruises, but has traveled a lot. Oh, interesting, Daniel. But just because they love a cruise doesn't mean we're going to go on one together. <laughs> it can be, you know what? It can be one of those things. It's like, you know what? You go on you your go cruise. You go enjoy your gay your, cruise. With your friends. <laughs> maybe he likes cruises because it's a gay cruise thing. I know. I never got that either. I should. Maybe I should go on a gay cruise. Maybe it's so fun. God damn. I'll be the single Sally on the cruise. I mean, okay. Here's the thing is. Maybe a cruise that has like a purpose, mm. like a gay cruise or a ve- I've heard of a vegan cruise. I'd probably go on a vegan cruise. Definitely not for nine months. No. See you, also, see you later, Rose. It could be interesting. It could be like, you know, you make a bunch of friends. You know, it's like a little community, you know, walkable community. I just do not want to be <laughs> on water, on water <laughs> in the open sea on a fucking huge ass ship. Oh God, especially this one. I know. Like, look like guys, it. It looks look, like you a have monstrosity. to look, you have to look this up. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's just so, oh God. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like a black mirror episode. I, I, I don't know. You know I, what I mean? I don't get good vibes from it. I don't. I, just, I feel like something bad is going to happen. Guys. <laughs> I really don't. Imagine if, here's another fucking crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine if there's a crazy person on, on board. Okay. That. You know, you're stuck on a boat with this crazy person. I imagine there's a couple crazy people and they start shooting everyone up. It, <laughs> I'm sure they have security. You're stuck on a boat <laughs> with them, Rose. I'm sure they don't allow guns on the boat. Yeah, but what if it's multiple shooters? No, but like, I mean, I'm sure like when they when you're getting on the boat, they check your... Of course they would, but you don't think you can sneak that shit in? <laughs> people also check for, for shit getting on planes and That's people still true. do shit on planes. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else on there? Nothing of interest. They're just like There's a Surfside neighborhood, one of eight, which is a go-to for young families. So you can like literally, there's like a literal neighborhood Mm -hmm. on this gigantic monstrosity of a boat. Well, it would have districts, I'm guessing. This is crazy. Like it's actually... Like it's giving Snowpiercer. Oh, it is. You know what I mean? It's like like a whole like society in a boat. If you haven't seen Snowpiercer, it's basically this movie where it's like a dystopian future where Mm. outside is supposed to be like way too cold and like the climate is not fit for humans. So anyone that's like left that 
like survived they like live on this like train Mm -hmm. and then there's like a whole society on the train where like some people are like the high class and Mm -hmm. some people are the low class it's really good and the train has to keep going for some reason because it like stops it will like freeze as well yeah it's really good you guys so definitely definitely recommend watching it there's actually a tv series series, there's a netflix series as well have you seen that one is it i saw yeah i saw the first couple of i think there's like but do you think the movie's better i haven't seen the movie daniel you haven't seen the movie Mm-mm. how can you be talking about snow person if you haven't seen the movie Damn, well it's the same Why concept it's the same concept as with the tv daniel show. no you have to watch the movie that's the original haven't you ever heard the original is usually always the best this is true this is true and it's the same director as uh uh parasite, parasite. Mm-hmm. that means it's gonna be good yeah god damn and okta you've seen okta right yeah, i've seen okta okay thank yeah. you i almost beat you up there for a second yeah Anyway, I thought, guys, I, I thought another fun story for us. Well, um, let us know if you would go on the world's yeah. biggest cruise. Maybe we'll see you there. If you think that we are a bunch of haters and we don't understand the cruise life, yeah, maybe like, explain to us the cruise life. Hashtag cruise life is not for me. <laughs> okay. um, oh God, Daniel, what is this? So I thought it would be really fun for me to bring up a story while me and Rose are just about to get on a plane yeah. tomorrow. I was um, just going to say, like, why bring this up now? Yeah. Okay, read me. Apparently, this. also too, everyone's talking in my office. You know, we talked last week about the story of the door like blowing yeah, off yeah, the yeah, aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like video footage that's gone viral on TikTok now or something. Sure. Of this like fucking thing blowing off. Yeah. So anyway, guys, recently there was a <laughs> adding on to that adding on trauma. to that onto that trauma as we're about to board a flight. Oh Actually, God, multiple why? flights. Why are you doing this to me? For fun. Oh my. So a Japanese. This one isn't that bad. So a Japanese domestic flight returns to the airport with a crack on the cockpit window. So I guess what had happened was, I mean, it's not like a, such a big story. I just thought I'd bring it up for Rose's entertainment and enjoyment, you know. Um, basically, from the sounds of it, there was a flight that was about to leave. They were getting ready and everything like this. And then um, it had to return to the airport for repairs because they had noticed that there was um, like a crack in one of the cockpit windows. Okay. And you know the cockpits where the pilots are, and there's could be all kinds of things oh, happening God with a crack in the window, Rose. If the window smash, it gonna suck someone out. Oh my God! And that's it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so that's they found the problem and they addressed it and they fixed it and then they took <laughs> off. You know. Actually, you know what's funny? So you know the the whole that airplane mm. with the door breaking. Yep. The drama. My dad and my brother were going to fly to Mexico City, and then their flight got cancel well it got delayed because the air i guess it was the same plane maybe maybe not the same plane but the same type of plane maybe mm. so they were doing like some kind of not recall but maybe like like they were trying to do like a you know so like they had to leave the next day okay. because they were doing something with the planes because clearly there's something wrong with those planes god damn <laughs> oh god that's scary as hell like that that's actually so like fucking scary I airplane know. crashed oh no we're not talking about this no um, cause as you guys know, we're going to Costa Rica very soon. Uh, well, have you seen that movie? Um, alive. I think I talked to you about it. It's about, um, it's a, based on a true story and it happened like in the eighties or something mm-hmm. where there was a, like a rugby team from, <gasps> you did tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. There yeah. was a rugby team from like, I don't know, Uruguay or something. And they were flying somewhere across the Andes and then they got into this plane crash and they fucking like landed in the middle of the fucking Andes, which is like, you know, in the middle of the winter. And it's like they landed in snow. A bunch of people died. And then it's like about how like a bunch of them survived. Oh, 
You need to watch it. I need but to watch it. Not, not anytime near going on a flight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I want to be doing. Um, oh, God. Luckily, I don't think we're f- I don't think we're flying over any mountain ranges. I mean, as if we would survive otherwise either. I know. I know. Jesus Christ, so Daniel. Um, anyway, switching gears, guys. I thought it would be fun. Well, not fun, but interesting to talk about. So I guess this year... This year, this year, what be happening this year? It's an important year in the United States of America. There's an election. You knew about that, roses? Yeah. So I, every four years, there's so, an election. Okay, what I just it. Uh, are we talking about the fact that Joe Biden is like on the verge again? of death, and he's yeah. running again? I, I I genuinely cannot understand. He's first of all, not just the fact that he's 81. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> but. The fact that this man looks like he is literally surviving off of meds. Yes. Like I genuinely, he does not look well, my friends. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be ageist, but he does not look well. Mm. Why are you not sitting with your grandkids just enjoying life? Exactly. Because imagine how, like, imagine how demanding and taxing it is to be the president. Oh or my God. Seriously. You're flying all the time. Like he looks like he's going to collapse any moment. So the story guys <laughs> is president Joe Biden's, he has a record age of 81 and his wife is saying this is an asset. How in God's name is this an asset? I know. So apparently Joe Biden at 81 is already the oldest American <laughs> leader in history. Um, and he's been facing a lot of questions from voters about his decision to seek another term. Yes. Because it actually is crazy. Because I, oh I guess God. if he's 81 now, it, when does he turn 82? Probably this year. Yeah. And that means if he gets another term, if he does get oh elected, he'll, he'll finish that term at 86. Oh my God. It's just, it's, and again, if he was like a vibrant 81 year old, then we could be having a different discussion. He is not well, my friends. He is not well. So, so I guess his wife was saying, or uh, was, was talking about it. He has wisdom. He has experience. He knows every leader on the world stage. He's lived history. He knows history. He's thoughtful in his decisions. He is the right man and right person for the job at this moment in history. No, sorry. Nobody likes you. Get the fuck off. Sorry. Yeah. So. And you know, the, the controversial thing about this mm-hmm. and the bad thing about this is that Joe Biden is not very popular. Yeah. Okay. Especially right now during the, the whole Israel-Palestine situation. Right. Young voters do not like him. He lost all of the, um, all of the Arab voters, mm-hmm. which is probably a good, por- like good percentage. Yeah. So he is so unpopular right now. So, and he's old as fuck. So if he runs again, Again, that means all of the other Democratic potential candidates are not going to be running if he runs, right? And, of course, the Democratic people are going to push Joe Biden because he's, like, he's been in this game for so long. He knows everybody, whatever. Yeah. So, like, they're going to push for him, whatever. He's pushing for it. So, basically, if he runs against someone like Trump, for example. Mm. Who is also running. Who is also fucking running. How is that even possible? I know. But if he runs with Trump, a lot of people are saying Trump might win. Because Joe Biden is so unpopular. So if somebody else runs and the same thing happened with like Hillary Clinton and mm. like, uh, who, like, cause it was, it was either Hillary Clinton or, um, Bernie Sanders mm. and Bernie Sanders was very popular amongst voters. Mm. So a lot of people think if Bernie Sanders actually ran instead of Hillary Clinton, the, the Democrats would have won. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But instead right. they pushed for Hillary, Hillary Clinton, who has been, you know, a politician for a long time. Obviously Bill has been in the picture. So yeah. she, she's kind of like part of the ga- part of the gang, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But nobody liked Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So that's why fucking Trump won. 
But this is the thing. The, the, the thing that I don't get, okay, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about about the okay, situation. Okay, let's talk about it. Number one, I don't think it's being ageist, and we've talked about this before. No, it's not ageist. What I think is an issue is like somebody like Joe, like the fact that he's 80, both, both him and Trump, both of them. Trump is in the same category. He's yeah. like fucking, I don't know, 77, But I will say, at least Trump looks a little bit more alive than this Joe is, Biden. This is true. Okay, I'm no fan of Trump, believe yeah. me. But like, he looks a lot more alive, a lot more feisty than Joe Biden. Yeah, but- <laughs> Where my argument lies is like, first of all, guys, we have a, a finite time on this planet, right? As individuals. First of all, why do you not want to be retired? <laughs> Don't and spending time with your loved like, ones. A, you, you have to be a sociopath yeah. if you keep like wanting to work at 80 years old. Exactly. You, you're literally not going to get this time back. Like this time you're done. Like, But it's like he, this is his whole thing. Like, I think he just wants like the legacy of being a two-term president. That's yeah. what people are saying. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. A, a big deal. Like, But who cares? You're going to die. I know. And then another thing too is this is where it comes into play like the question of age and whether or not there should be a minimum or maximum age in terms of what you're like running for president. Mm. And the reason I say this is because like someone like Joe and like again guys don't come for me for saying this but like someone that's 81 I mean the thing is they you know it just just knowing how long people live like they don't have that much more time on the planet yeah. right like maybe maybe he'll live to if he's lucky like a hundred you know like maybe maybe but but usually probably around 90 like early 90s so he has like maybe like another 10 years right oh God. somebody like that i have a problem with making like not making decisions like maybe he could make some good decisions but his decisions are not really going to impact him for that long. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if he does something like around the climate change, around all this other stuff, like for like that is against yeah. you know certain things. It's not really going to impact him that much. Like he's done. You know, like yeah. It's like it's like you know, I, like I love all my grandparents and stuff, but they're like retired. They're not in the workforce anymore. Like mm-hmm. you know, they all have you know decent pensions and are you know yeah. living their lives. Like a lot of the stuff that's going on now doesn't impact them as much like it still does don't get me wrong but like I I feel like when we're talking about politics and who's making decisions like personally I I feel like it should be someone that's a bit younger I'm not saying that they have to be like super young and like 30 or whatever yeah but I'm like you're making decisions for a country that are lifelong and impactful Mm -hmm. you know so I I don't know I just I I just feel like the fact that he's so old it's like it's not an asset because you know, are you even aware of current issues? Like, do you even understand? Exactly. And like, I mean, uh, this is just us being naive and actually thinking the politicians have our best interests at, at, at heart, heart, which yeah. they don't. So that's, you know, he's running just for his own, you know, sake. Mm-hmm. So it's not really about the, the greater good. It's very obvious. Yeah. But and, th- and then this is the thing. Like, I mean, it, it does beg to question. I'm like, okay, well, if he can run and be 81 years old and be a president, like, you know, how much of it is like just a figurehead? You know what it's I mean? Like, serious, No, he's basically just like a... Just like a face yeah. of the party. Someone to prance around and yes. like do the shit and like all that stuff. And then... Oh, God. God. I just... I can't. I just can't. It, I just feel like... Uh. So his birthday was... Hang on. It said it here. He celebrated his 30, 81st birthday, November 20th, 2023. So when the actual um, election is... Election he's going to be 82. Is, he'll basically. be 82 years old. 82, guys. 80 motherfucking two. I'm sorry, guys. I Maybe, again, um, maybe I'm not the most ambitious person, whatever. When, I can tell you right now, when I'm 82, <laughs> I will not be running for prime minister. I will I will be retired. I won't be working anymore. Will you I'll run be, for prime, prime minister when you're 70? Maybe. <laughs> 70. Pardon me. I'll be young as hell at oh, 70, God. you know? And then also, can someone explain to me how the fuck Trump is running? <laughs> Isn't he like... In court, I thought he. I, I, you know what? What happened to all these charges? I like, don't know. 
There was all this whole scandal, and then yet he's running again and is like a presidential yeah. candidate. Wasn't he gonna go to prison? Like, I don't understand. Can someone? Can someone please explain? I know. To me? I don't really understand either. I don't get it. I don't like, get and it. it. And it was also like directly to do with election like yes. fraud. Oh my god! So like, how can you possibly be running again? Like, shouldn't you be banned? Exactly. Like, or maybe I, he is gonna be banned. Maybe he's just talking up his ass. I don't know. I don't know because I pulled up this thing where it showed like presidential candidates, and it was like he was on there. Oh my god! So I was just like, I guess like maybe he hasn't been charged. I don't know. Like I, don't, I, I just don't get how he can I be know. running. Like maybe he's not fully running. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. Know. Oh my god! So right now there's only three potential Democratic candidates. And then six potential Republican candidates, apparently. So, and some people dropped out. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, we're going to probably see Joe Biden lose. That's my prediction. Can you imagine if Trump And we're going to have a Trump presidency again. Oh, my God. You know what, guys? If you want to make yourselves feel really um, smart... (laughs) <laughs> watch some of the Trump rallies, like the old ones. I remember watching where they like interview the the Trumpers. <laughs> They're called like Trumpers, right? The Trumper. I don't know the Trump loving people. I the don't Trump. Know. Yeah, and and honestly. <laughs> Like some of them are so ridiculous. Like they were like, I, I don't know. They're just like interviewing these people and they just, they have no clue. They're just there. I know. They're there for the sense of community. They're there for like, you know, whatever, know. you know, this whatever mm, bullshit. They, they, it's like a cult. It is. It's like a yeah. cult following behind Trump. And I'm like, even, you know, what's crazy to me too, is a lot of the like Hispanic community, um, which he's been very like vocal about like building a wall to Mexico. Yeah. Do all they this like shit. him? Well, a lot of them have voted for him. Well, you know, here's the thing. People always vote against their actual best what, interest. what their best interest should be. Yeah. So it's not too surprising. True. Like, this happens all the is. time. I don't know. I think it's just like maybe they think that like, for example, like conservative black people, maybe they think like, oh, like if I they agree with conservative uh, values in, in terms of, oh, like I can make it in this in this world. So Basically, we all can. Exactly. Or like. Kind of like they believe in the higher hierarchical structure, so they kind of just like mm. go with it. Yeah, I don't know how to explain. I also heard that there's some element of it, and it could be wrong, guys. But I remember seeing reading something in an article yeah. or whatever where they talked about um, fuck, I can't remember the term, but it's basically like immigrants that move to a country and then yes. they become like assimilated into that yes. country, and then they almost look down. Yes, on immigrants. That's kind of what same. I meant to say. So yeah. it's kind of like oh, like if you're like I'm like a like a model immigrant or you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's kind of what I mean as exactly. well. Exactly, and you yeah. get this like false sense of like I'm better than yes. these, and and by by voting with other people, even though it's against my minority yes. interests, I exactly. feel like I'm part of that community. Yeah, I think and there's I dis- a sense of that. Yeah, and I dissociate almost with with my yeah. other Identity. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. What for whatever reason, it's really bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel like, I, and I feel like a lot of people do that. Like, I feel like yeah. perfect example is like Candace Owens. You know, exactly. So yeah. So then, as because there's benefits, right? As 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 much as it's bad to say, it's be- there's benefits to kind of like abandoning your tribe. Yeah. <laughs> like for example, like during the Korean uh, when when Japan invaded Korea, there was like a, some Koreans that obviously most Koreans were like you know fighting for Korean liberation. Yeah. But there were Koreans that just like you know was in bed with the japanese people right and then they just kind of abandoned their country because then they can they can succeed in their own right yeah right yeah, yeah. so they'll do well but they're kind of like you know abandoning i mean that's an extreme example right, but right, you right. know what i mean like yeah. it's kind of like that kind of mentality maybe but i think that's what happened again yeah. with the with the whole trump election i think a lot of people in the hispanic community again that have assimilated that yeah, everything they were else like, they're well, like well i did well exactly. i'm an immigrant so what's i did wrong well with you? exactly i and came here legally yeah why didn't you why are you you know yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. they almost forget about like what had happened or in the like past. why 
why some people might be desperate to like you know flee you know oh jesus christ it'd be crazy well we'll have to see it might be a repeat of 2016 i know you know what you know what guys another thing to to look up while we're on this topic (laughs) um the the infamous debate between trump and biden and i remember it was like blowing up everywhere and some people were like the one that happened last last the last election in 2020 back in 2020 and um, during b- before the you last mean during when Trump was running for re-election, right? Potentially, yes. Okay, yeah. yes, I remember. That, yes, that's my, that's what it was because yeah. 2016 was Trump and Clint uh, Hillary. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And then Trump got elected. Then he's running for re-election, mm. and that's when um, yeah, that this infamous. So which which part are you? Are you just talking about the whole interview or is there a specific part? Well, the, uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of parts where they're just, <laughs> they're just like yelling over each other. Oh, my God. And everyone was like, it's it just so felt painful. like two grandparents just like fighting. Seriously, this is another thing. It's just like, why are they so old? Please. But also the bickering. None of them, none of them presented their argument or n- neither of them. Sorry, none of them. Mm. Neither of them presented their argument in a particularly articulate way. No. They just kind of shut each other down. Trump was yelling over top oh of Biden. Oh, my God. Biden. It's just like Biden a fucking was like, show. It was a shit show. It's a, sh- it's a fucking gong show as it's the a, Canadians say. It's a, you know what? I didn't realize that's a very uniquely Canadian. I didn't expression. know either until you told me. Yeah. I was like, I think it was in the UK. And I was like, yeah, this is, oh my God, this is turning into such a gong show. And everyone's yeah. like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we should like, tell people Canadian slang. That would be funny. I know. And you know, you just don't realize. So guys, gong show is basically when it's like a shit show. Like, you know, like a bunch of gongs or is, is that what, what, what? That's such a weird so term. The reason, the, I think the reason that they call it a gong show is because if you think about like a gong, right? It's like that yeah. big metal thing. And when you hit it, right? Well, if there was like 50 yeah. gongs in this room and everyone's hitting them at different times, It'd be like it would disaster. be chaotic. But yeah. then the reason why I'm confused is because why is a Canadian term about a gong? Like we don't use gongs. It's not That's not like a thing. You mean you guys don't have a Canadian gong in your house? You have a Canadian gong, Daniel? Yes, I have it. <laughs> no, you're a, such a liar. It's part of an aesthetic in every Canadian home <laughs> to have this gong. Da- guys, Daniel does this very annoying thing, which he just did, just demonstrated for us right now, where he lies. And a lot of people, when they don't know him very well, they will believe a wor- every word he says. And then I'm, I have to sit there and be like, no, he's bullshitting. But sometimes I'm not bullshitting, Rose. You're bullshitting 99% of the time. And you know what they say about the boy who cried wolf? What, what do they say? Nobody about will believe you when you're telling the truth. God damn, is, that, is that why you never believe me now? <laughs> exactly. Because you lie all the time. You're always crying wolf. You'd be mean as hell. What's you, the next you know story? That, Give me a second. I want to have a sip of my tea. Oh, God damn. God Oh, God. What is this true crime story, Daniels? It'd be true crime as hell and it'd be sad as hell, guys. Oh, my God. This is so sad, Daniel. Why you got to pick something like this? This is is actually really depressing. This is so sad. Okay, guys. So basically. Brace yourselves for this fucking story that Daniel picked. Blame him. It'd be dark as hell. He's fucking giving us all kinds of, you know, lovely stories. Damn, the presidential things are As very always, interesting and topical roses. You know, plane crashes, <laughs> fucking... Okay, read this, Daniel. Goddamn. So a woman, guys, was charged. A Pennsylvanian woman was charged with killing her boyfriend's toddler who, um, after she spent months researching, quote-unquote, accidental poisoning, officials oh say. Oh, my God. And it was a one-year-old. I know. This is what's so sad. Oh... Uh. Um, Oh, God. It says the girl who died in June had ingested <clears throat> batteries, a metal screw, and water beads. Oh. So, basically, she just force-fed her... All kinds of things. Oh, my God. This kind of reminds me of that um, that do- documentary of that poor... <laughs> the one that you always mention? Yeah. The Gabrielle Fernandez? Yeah. What the- okay, first of all, guys. Okay. Why? Why, first of all? And, and And a one-year-old. Like, a fucking one-year-old. I, I don't know. 
Like why? Is it because like why? <laughs> I know it, it doesn't make any God, sense. People are just so evil. That's it. It's yeah. like, we're just going to talk about this sad story. The details of this case are heartbreaking. It's hard oh. to fathom someone taking deliberate steps to harm a completely helpless child, then mislead investigators about what happened. The investigation shows that for months, the defendant conduct- conducted meticulous research on how certain substances harm children. But like, what is, what is wrong with people? God, this person like did months of research. Yeah. <clears throat> searching up the internet for information about household products. I mean, this is another thing, which I'm, I'm glad she's this stupid, but I'm like, are you really this fucking dumb? I know. It's like, you're going to spend months searching shit up on your phone. Yeah. And you think you're going to get away with this shit. Um, her searches included beauty products that are poisonous to kids and medications leading to cause accidental poisoning deaths in children. It's so fucked up. Like, are you so fucking evil and so fucking dumb at the same time. I know. This is another thing that gets me. There was another case that happened earlier, like last year. That or the guy year. that killed his wife? Yeah, and he like had put it all in his search history. It was like how to dispose of a body and like oh all my, this like, like, crazy seriously. shit. And then sometimes I get a little bit paranoid. Not that I'm like plotting <laughs> to kill somebody, but you know sometimes you watch like a Netflix documentary yeah, and, you're searching something. and you'll research something. You'll be like, does that act? Because they'll be like, oh, you know, I don't know. Something causes this to happen in the body. And you're like, is that true? Yeah, so you yeah, like yeah. Google it. And then I'm like, fuck, I should <laughs> not be Googling this shit on my phone, guys. Well, as long as you don't have some random person dying uh, next to you. This is true. Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm, this is very guys, true. If something happens to me. <laughs> don't check my search history, guys. Please, mm-hmm. please do not. <laughs> Rose this. Oh, God, damn. it's so sad. But, like, again, why, like, for what reason, what is this one-year-old doing to you? Exactly. I do not understand. I think my guess is that it was her boyfriend's toddler. Yeah, it's her boyfriend. That she has some kind of jealousy with the with the, the fact that he had a child with another person. Or, or yeah, or that. And maybe she was, like, her boyfriend is caught giving more attention to the child. Oh, God. You know, I know. That's another of... weird fucking thing people have. And it's people a fucking get... child. I know. And people do this. They're like, oh. Even with their own kids, some people. Yes. Some people are crazy. Have you seen that movie, Precious? Oh. 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 (laughs) That I watched one time years ago when it first, I think it was when it first came out. It was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. It was so. It was so bad. Fucking dark, guys. Yeah. Not for the faint hearted. No, definitely do not watch Um, it. But to that point, you're right. That story was basically about a mom that Mm -hmm. was like. Basically, the daughter was named Precious Mm -hmm. and like the mom was so abusive to her. Oh, my God. And basically, the mom was like jealous because her husband, a.k.a. the daughter's father, was like sexually abusing her daughter. And she was like, oh, you're coming coming in here trying to get my man away from me and stuff. And And it's it's like, like, this is a child. This is your fucking daughter. And this is your fucking daughter. Yeah. And this is like sexual abuse. But this just shows you how and and I'm sure that's not uh, like it's not not common. Obviously, this type of. Yeah, but what I was going to say is it's not common like in, in terms of like there's a lot of people doing it, but it does happen. You know it what does I mean? happen. So I think like in, in this kind of these kind of cases, it, it doesn't explain or, or, or get uh, what am I trying to say? Like um, excuse the behavior. Of course not. But it shows like, yeah, that could be a big thing. And like how fucked up, like I'm just trying to like fathom like how fucked up it would be for me to actually get mad at my child because my partner ah! is doing that. I'll be like, oh, and you're trying to take him away from it's me. It's so fucked. You're a skanky Biatch, ah! all this stuff it's like and then she ended up having kids with him as well oh god i, ca- I can't oh I can't. my god i can't i forgot about that part yeah i forgot she- about that part and then i think she also contracts like because the dad was like um obviously he's sleeping with a lot of people mm. i think and she ended up getting like aids from him guys like, it's a disturbing movie it's, it's a so disturbing movie but it but it was it was 
if, if it was well done, like the movie was well. Oh done. yeah, I mean it was it was very good in terms of yeah, like how it was done. But it's mm-hmm. not it's not for the faint hearted. It definitely God is not damn. for the faint hearted. Damn, what be next, Daniels? What be next? Damn, this be another fun one coming from the <laughs> United States of America, guys. You love these fun stories, Daniel, this that make a- me just have so much faith in humanity and faith in the United States of America. <laughs> Stop. So, guys, this story, the headline is Republican governors in 15 states are turning down food money for 8 million children. Oh, doesn't surprise me one bit. God damn. Which is very sad. I know. It's, it's just crazy. So, Republican, Republican governors in more than a dozen states are shutting out more than 8 million children from a new federal food assistance program to support lower income families. Um, 35 states, including 13 states with... I don't know what GOP means. Oh, I, th- I think it's like Republican okay. like, type of people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Governors have enrolled in the plan, which provides an additional $120 per child to buy food during, which is like not that much, 120 per child to buy food during summer months when such assistance is not available in schools and where many American children rely on free or reduced lunch programs. Because mm-hmm, a lot of people in America mm-hmm. are hungry. Was it you that was telling me about how like food poverty is like, a, or not food poverty, but like it's a big thing in schools. It's a, yeah, I think we talked about a few situations with like kids not having enough to eat. And yeah, it's like a, like food insecurity maybe you're yes. talking about. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty big, especially in the States, um, in certain areas areas Mm -hmm. it's a huge problem like clearly it's a huge problem because we we are talking about it a lot because a lot of uh, a lot of states are trying to um off i'm sure some states do offer like free lunches for kids and some like what they do i think what they i think one of the stories we talked about was like basically because they don't want to only offer to kids that are lower income right because then the kids will get made fun of Mm -hmm. you know there'll be a class divide and you know you know how kids are like they're fucking evil i have an interesting thing to say about that after but okay yeah so then instead of doing that they just offer to everybody Mm -hmm. which makes more sense and that way um and i can't remember exactly what the logistics were but Mm -hmm. that's like you and of course a lot of republicans don't want that yeah because they don't want to feed kids exactly guys i have to ask ask you this though honestly why would anyone be against this this is a good program it's a program to get like kids are so important for the future and for many other factors because they think that it's up to the parents yeah but what if the parents can't afford it but they don't think this far i know they think oh they should just get another job this brings me again to the point of and again, I'm not saying all Republicans are against, uh, <laughs> are, 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 what is it? Pro, pro oh, pro life. <laughs> because again, you're saying, Hey, we want yeah. you to have a kid. We want you to, we, you're not allowed to, you know, abort or do whatever. You have to have yep. this child. Yep. However, if you can't afford to feed your child or your child is in schools. Too bad. Too bad. Too sad. Fuck Tough you. Luck. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's well, so stupid. If you can't take care of a child, you should not have gotten pregnant in the first place. So it's on you. <laughs> That's their mindset. I know. Like, and uh, it's, oh God, I could just, I, I know I, I can't with this I stuff. Know. Um, but what this I, is the thing? It's like you, they always talk about kids and kids and mm. oh my God, like what are we going to do with the kids? And yet they don't want to feed the kids. Exactly. It's like, you know, again, tying this back to other stories that we talked about, they're talking about like, there was so much controversy about drag queen performers <laughs> fucking ruining your kids' lives and all this stuff. And yet you're voting against things like that could food. feed kids. Exactly. And, and another thing too, which I think is so important, especially for young, younger children is like having enough nutrient nutrients and stuff as you're growing and developing, it helps you 
uh yeah it's a huge factor yeah it's like brain food it helps your brain develop properly all of these other things exactly the things that happen during your developmental stages whether it's you know uh with food or just like Mm. you know family life or friends it's like so crucial Mm. to your adult life yeah so one thing i was going to say before i go Mm. a little bit more into this because i just saw another quote that i'm just like shocked at that somebody said yeah Read um, me the quote, Daniel. I'll read it to you right after. I want to tell okay, you, what, what you, tell tell you tell the, the interesting situation. So actually, um, through a volunteer organization here in Calgary, I actually volunteered um, last year. I'm going to do it again this year. And it's called Brown Bagging for Kids. When you do this. I did this uh, over the summer. Will you be bagging for kids? We made lunches. When you do this. So we did like baking. With who? It was with work. Like we did it all with oh, work. And like okay. corporate. I was like, we, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We do like global volunteer That's month. Cute. And, yeah. You know, outreach to the community and things like that. So anyway, we did this thing called brown bagging for, for kids. And it was a really cool program where, um, in Calgary, they, they have a facility that like makes all these lunches, um, for children. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, um, to that point, you know how they didn't want like certain kids to know like that they're mm. getting support is teachers are the ones that would outline the kids that need this help for mm. the program. Mm-hmm. Cause they know the kids really well. And then what they do is they actually put the lunches in like brown paper bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or that like, you, yeah. So you don't know. You don't know if it's like someone's like right. mom or dad packed the yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything that we were packing, it looked like legit. Like it's not like it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. perfectly wrapped or anything so like that. So how do they distribute it? Um, so I think it gets sent to the schools and then the teachers maybe. Somehow like yeah. give it to the kids without exactly. no one noticing. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know how it, how it gets distrib- distributed at the schools. I just know like the teachers quite that's often good. are the ones that, yeah. yeah. So we have those programs here. Yeah. This, so that's, that could be doable. Exactly. But the scary thing is guys, like again, as we talk about inflation and everything else, I think there's going to be more and more families mm. that need these services. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the reality of it is. There ain't enough of these services to go around already. You know? It's just weird. I know in Korea, like, I don't know if this is still a thing, but they also, they like offer like lunches mm-hmm. for everyone. And I, it's probably like a small fee. Yeah. But you could do something like that where it's like, you know, the parents don't have to worry about the lunch and kids can opt in. Mm-hmm. But then if you're lower income, maybe it's like, subsidized you know, maybe it's subsidized yeah like it there's so many options like it's it's available and the yeah. korean lunches are really like healthy they're very like balanced it's not like here you go to the school cafeteria oh, and it's God. like french fries this is another thing too how disgusting this fucking kills me i know like i was in junior high and i remember like don't get me wrong i was a kid back then and i like love to go in like occasionally yeah. my parents would give me money for lunch so i'd go to the cafeteria and they would do like grilled cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. and like hot cheeseburgers dogs, hot dogs pizza. french fries pizza and i'm like this is so bad. It's so bad. And I like, again, I don't know what it's like now, but mm. I don't think it changed much. No. And also like all the vending machines in schools. I was thinking I about know. this too. Like there's chips, chips pop, all this stuff. And I'm like, these are young kids. Like these, of course they're going to select the chips. Of course. Like if you have a, if you have the option between a pair or a fucking banana and a bag of chips as a child, you're going to pick the bag of chips. It's it tastes so better. bad. And it's almost like you're setting kids up for, for failure. failure. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is when you're eating like that, when you're mm-hmm. young, your taste buds get used to that kind of food. Yeah. So then like other food doesn't taste as good because obviously it's like, it's designed for it to taste good, right? Yeah. It's high in fat, high in sodium, high in sugar. It is like, it's, tasty and you know what's kind of disgusting about that whole situation is like you know that those companies like met yeah. and had a decision and knew that by putting those products in schools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when kids were young and i'm and I, we had vending machines when i was in junior high so oh, that's yeah. grade seven eight nine and when you go into grade seven you're like what 12 13 yeah, years old you're like 12 and you have the option to buy I know. pop whenever you want if you have money on you i know like that's not okay i like, know I don't know. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Ugh. 
But anyway, so back to this story. Uh-huh. So part of the argument of why some of these Republicans uh, were voting against this, they, stick, they said the administrative costs were really high. And one governor, and I don't God, know if this is... such bullshit. I know. One governor is quoted here, and this is the quote that's like um, <laughs> ridiculous. She goes, I don't believe in welfare. Um, this is going to merely add more bureaucracy for families to wade through. What, what the fuck does that mean? That doesn't know. sound like bureaucracy at all. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in welfare? Fuck off. So Th- that's the thing. I hate when people say shit like this because it's like, at the end of the day, we all live in a society. We all have to p- contribute. We all contribute, period. And there are things that are just better for the public good. And this is part of it. Yeah. Another governor wrote... Well, read this part. More than 22% of Mississippi's households do not have enough food to eat to maintain a proper diet, according to the recent U.S. Census report. Mm -hmm. 28% of the children in the state live in poverty. Guys. Nearly twice as many as the national average. And this also means... This is another thing with America, right? It's like when you're living in poverty, you have a higher chance of being obese because the food quality that you Mm -hmm. get is like... the the cheaper food is like shittier for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they'll eat like McDonald's. Maybe they have like a $1 per cheeseburger deal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to if you get like a fucking, what what can you get for a dollar at the grocery store? Like nothing. Exactly. Well, and also we talked about this in other episodes, guys. It's like, it's like a snowballing effect Mm. problem, right? You're, you're in poverty. And then those areas, um, a lot of the time there, there'll be what's like classified as like a food desert where the only options, and think about this when you go to some of these areas, it's like quite often there's not big supermarkets it's all little like 7-elevens and all this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. for super like and fast food, with fast food places exactly and then like all this other stuff and it's like in order to go to the grocery store you have to have a car or yeah. you have to have some form of way of getting there no yeah. one's gonna like hop on a bus and go for hours and grab your groceries uh-huh. and come back like so it's almost like you're setting people up for failure yeah because the closest thing is a mcdonald's exactly and the mcdonald's has their super saver meals or, yeah. or menu so where it's, it's like, like oh, that's what i'm gonna choose exactly so and then like rich people that have no idea are like, well, you know, you're choosing with your health. I'm like, they don't have a choice. Like, exactly. Like <laughs> it's either eat or starve. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I would like to see what they get when they, you move them into a community where the nearest grocery store is like a 40 minute walk from your house. Yeah. And everything nearby is McDonald's, shitty food, like yeah. c- convenience stores with like limited vegetable options. And the vegetables that, that the convenience stores have are super expensive. Yeah. And so they don't like, have time. Like some of these people are working two jobs. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's bad. It's the system. The system is bad. It is a system. So anyway, so problem. yeah, apparently in Louisiana, 27% of children are living in poverty mm. and that, that is a crazy number. So again, all of these kids, it says roughly 600,000 children in the state would benefit from the program. In Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. And yet people are just, guys, we're, it's so crazy. Again, we're talking about a country that is the world's lo- like biggest economy, the world's yeah. richest country in the world. In terms of GDP. In, in terms of GDP. And we, yet, have to, we have to remember that. I know. I know. That's the biggest thing. Cause like, and yet you can't feed a, a few kids. I know. This is what's crazy. This is actually, when, yeah. you, when you think of it in, the, in, that, in that context, when you look at like <sighs> any of the charts where they show like different countries' GDP and all this other stuff, like... Obviously, China is beginning to to move up mm-hmm. there. I know they're second right now, and there's all this talk about when they will pass surpass the U.S. They're not there yet, though. So the U.S. literally has the biggest economy. They make the most money of yeah. any any other country in the world, and yet they can't feed their children. Mm-hmm. They have all of these freaking issues. You have a ton of people living in poverty. Like I know it just it's blows crazy. my mind. It blows my fucking mind. It's absolutely crazy. 
It says that I guess some of these uh, when the school year ends, millions of children from households with low incomes lose access to the school meals they rely on. So there's already school meals. Yeah. So you already do some kind of charity. It seems you already do some kind of welfare. Mm. Why not add in a little bit more so they're not hungry over the summer? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And yet they have no problem spending millions of dollars on wars, just fucking all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. And yet when feeding kids comes into the picture, mm-hmm. nope, they don't want to. It's just, I don't know what kind of psycho, like, I don't understand what goes on in your head. Well, it's the same country that has apparently <laughs> President Trump running or President oh Trump running for president again. Oh, God. After he committed some kind of election fraud. I know. And I'm like, are you fuck? And I got and, and basically because um, one of the I think one of the charges or one of the things he was kind of in trouble for. If you remember after he lost, he like ignited like a real rally behind him and, and all these people. And he can argue that it's not directly him telling them to go to march on Congress. Yeah. But do you remember a bunch of people like went to the White yeah, House? Yeah, yeah. It was something? like a big thing. January 6th or something yeah and they yeah. all like flooded in and were like breaking things yeah. and shit and it's like mm, you kind of knew what you were doing oh absolutely yeah absolutely but yeah so republicans a lot oh, of them damn. are uh evil clearly and not pro-life mm-hmm. we talking about uh the topic God damn, where it be? lower jesus have you seen this yes so this is big news mm-hmm. um a few days ago south africa accused Israel of genocide and demands a UN court. Uh, wait, what was it? Let's see here. So the International Court of Justice began hearing arguments in South Africa's genocide case against Israel on Thursday, setting off the most significant international challenge yet to Israel's war in Gaza. Under international humanitarian law, proving allegations of genocide is incredibly difficult. And even if South Africa does prove that Israel is committing genocide or that it is failing to prosecute incitement to genocide or prevent genocide from occurring, ICJ decisions aren't necessarily easy to enforce so again fucking who cares about international law i know this is this is the thing that used to piss me off guys Mm. so we're talking about the international court of justice right so we're saying okay first of all allegations of genocide are really hard to prove okay number one which is fair i guess and then number two it's like even if you do prove it and you win in the court of uh, you know international court of justice then to enforce it is also really hard. So it's like, it's like what the, the fuck point? is the point? Exactly. That means they can't really put people into, uh, they, they can't uh, actually like charge people. That's what they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So b- basically there's no consequences probably. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not surprising, but also it's just like so fucking disheartening. Yeah. Because it it's says like, here, How many people have to die for us to be like, okay, maybe someone should be responsible for this? Exactly. They're not. So even if the, um, the court will rule on that issue after hearing arguments, blah, 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 blah. Though uh, they could rule on like ordering Israel to stop. However, Israel could just ignore that ruling if it's <laughs> issued. It could, but it could make Israel's allies less inclined to support the war. This is such bullshit, though, because U.S. Has, will always support it. Yeah. And has always been because and they've never seen any consequences for any of their war crimes. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck would they think otherwise this time? I think I think the big part of it, though, too, I guess I, I agree. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it feels like for show. It's almost like. <laughs> and again, it's definitely for show. It's like, like it's like when you talk about like when we talk about the UN and some of the things where where the UN will vote for something and be like, oh, you know, we can't do X, Y, Z. But it's like so hard to enforce. And like a lot of the time it will just be like, OK, that's the ruling. But nobody is like enforcing it. <sighs> it's just it's it's just ridiculous. It's a South Africa's 84 page application. 
um, states that the acts and omissions by Israel complained of by South Africa are genocidal in character because they are intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial, and ethnic ethnical group. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. In violation of the 1948 Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. The thing is, anyone that has actually like like studied genocide or like understands this convention, they all agree that this is genocide. Yeah. This is just the first time it's, it's becoming like a into the court sort of situation. And We've I, been talking about it for months now. Yeah, I wonder, point. I wonder like, isn't it kind of ironic that, I mean, not ironic, but like yes. that South Africa is the one like calling them well, out. Well, I think, well, it's because I think that's why they're calling them out because yeah. South Africa has that history of, yeah. I mean, they don't, I don't think they had genocide, but yeah. they definitely had an apartheid system. Yeah. So I do think that they, um, you know, after that system ended, right? And, and there's still a lot of racism in South Africa and stuff, and there's a lot of problems in th- South Africa. Mm. But a lot of that became like a lot m- more well known because, you know, technically there's apartheid system ended. So I think a lot of people mm. within South Africa are probably very like passionate about this topic yeah, yeah, because yeah. they dealt with it, especially the black community in South Africa mm. because they were persecuted, right? So I think it's kind of like, it is a bit ironic, but also not ironic. You're at right. The same Cause time. it says here, you're, it's exactly Ex- that. Yeah. Whilst, cause it's like, why is South Africa of all the countries bringing these charges yeah. against Israel? Mm-hmm. You know, the first to, to really yeah. do this. And it says, while South Africa's filing may not affect the income out the income, the outcome of the war mm-hmm. in any meaningful way, it does draw on a long standing ties between black South Africans liberation struggle and that of the Palestinian mm-hmm. people. It also signals the country's desire to challenge the U S dominated international order yes. that it sees as unfair to African and non-Western interests and does so using an internationally respected body. There you go. It's significant that South Africa chose to bring these charges before the international court of justice, especially given the international criminal court is already investigating alleged war crimes committed by both Israel and Hamas stemming from October 7th attacks. I mean, yeah, I don't think anything will happen because they're right. It's like, the thing is it is unfair that right now it's like West is best. U S dominates everything. Yeah. Whatever U S says goes, which is obvious. It's literally the case because they have veto power in the UN. Exactly. So literally it's like, if U S says no, then, Oh, Nope, not going to happen. And also I think it's because, again, we were going back to the fact that the U.S. has the largest economy they yes. and the biggest military. Exactly. Like, they can do whatever the fuck Nobody they want. Nobody wants to stand up against, you know, the big brother, the U.S. Yeah. Uh, because they have the power. Exactly. Right? No one's going to challenge them. No one's going to, like, you know, for, oh. for better, for worse. It's like they make a decision and, God, this you is know. making me want to fucking drink. It's like... <laughs> me too. Uh. It's like when they... Um, if you guys recall, um, when the U S had decided to like invade like the middle East and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a oh, whole controversial thing. I'm not, a uh. but I, I seem to, I seem to recall that there was like a UN ruling or something that was like, do not go, do not do this basically. Yeah, probably. And the U S was like, we're doing it. And they did it and they killed yeah. millions of people. Yeah. So I know. And the U S is like backing Israel. So oh, I, oh, so. I mean, it, it's basically U S's war yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's all about political interest. It's all about them maintaining power in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And Israel is the ally. And yeah. that's what they're going to do. And this is why it just feels so, like, hopeless. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I've, I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of, like, not fully stopped paying attention. I'm still paying attention. Yeah. But I've kind of, like, like, like taken a little bit of a step back. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it, it just feels so hopeless. Like, what are... No matter how much... People are talking about it. Like, we're, we've been talking about it. Yeah. But... N- What's changed? 
This is true. Was tra- even South Africa's like literally trying to charge people yep. with committing war crimes. And it's saying in the article though, Nothing's it probably changing. won't it won't do anything. Not, it won't. I don't think so. God damn. And it's just like this is why I, I feel like this is why we we get older and we become more like bitter and like less like hopeful yeah because like you just realize the reality of the situation you're like oh my god like when you're yeah. younger you know when you're like in like university that's why yeah. university students are really passionate right they're like they want to change the world yeah they want to protest they want to do all this stuff mm-hmm. and then you just get older and you realize nothing fucking changes yeah <laughs> like and that sounds so sad like yes do things okay maybe things do take that, things a bit change. dark rose. maybe it's, it's a bit too dark yeah things do change but like do they really i know <laughs> and I, I i think the big challenging thing is you know I think as we see, you know, we have these um, organizations or things that have been put together mm. over the years to kind of help, uh, you know, maintain order yeah. and to help like global cooperation and all this stuff. And really, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, even to this article, the fact that the International Court of Justice, even if charges are put up against a country, they say it's really hard to prove. It's hard to blah, 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 blah. Fair enough. And then even if the charges are made, it's still hard to. It's still it's hard to enforce, yeah. and I'm like, well, okay, then what the? What honestly, is the point? What is the point Genuinely, of these bodies? What's the point? But again, it's like yeah. people are like, oh, these are these are things that we put in place, and they're super passionate, and then it's like in reality, it's such bullshit. Can't the really thing is, much. if it was a different country or different people doing this this crime, it would be much easier to enforce, guaranteed. But mm-hmm. it's because it's Israel and the United States, and they're so powerful that you know that they they can't enforce it. God like damn. guaranteed like if it was any other country that's not powerful it, it'd be a fucking piece of cake i know okay it, it's all about who maintains the power and who has the power and who has the money and yeah. who has the resources which is the united states of america mm-hmm. anyway, and, on that, no, and on that positive no, note there guys, has to be a happier happier ending let me let me see if there's any tiktoks i want to talk rose about. we don't live in a fantasy world I know. I want to live in a fantasy world. I want to live in a fantasy world. Well, guys, fun fact, guys, while Rose is looking up a story, <laughs> um, I decided to relive my childhood this weekend. And what um, do you do this weekend? Because uh, it was so cold in Calgary. It was like minus like fucking 35 the whole weekend. So oh you couldn't really God. go outside. So and me- we got an emergency uh, alert. For power shortages or yeah, power because blackouts. I guess the thing is, because it's so cold, it was like minus 35, everyone's yeah. at home and everyone's like blasting their heat, fucking, yeah. you know, we're all watching TV, we're all like, you know, doing stuff at home. Yeah. Maybe we got heaters on. Space heaters. And then we all got this like, alert that was like emergency you know there there's a risk of a power outage yeah turn off your blah 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 so because if you think about it like during the day or 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 during different periods of the day like at like people are going to turn out like when i'm not at home my heat's a lot lower like it's like around 18 and then when i get home i put it up to like 21 god i don't know how you do that any turn Mm -hmm. but that's not what it's when i'm not home like when you're not home like like during the day yeah like when i'm not home oh see the thing is i oh god that's so cold no, but it's like... But you, I know you're not home, but then yeah. like, it takes so long for my my place to heat up, though. Oh, uh, see, mine is like, as soon as I turn the oh, heating really? on, it like, heats up within like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So like mine's not very, like that. So that's yeah. why I can't, I can't put my heat that, that low. But like, again, just thinking of that, like there's a lot of people that do that where they're not home, they keep their heating lower, and then when they're home, they turn it up. So just... Is that better, though? Do you think? For like the... Like you do it for the like energy benefits, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like energy saving. Like, I think. do you think it's better? I think so. Because then doesn't it take more energy to heat up the room? Yeah, but I also think to maintain a higher temperature, like 22 or 23 yeah. for several hours, right. is going to consume more energy than 
I could be wrong, guys. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I wonder. Conceptually, I think it, it does save. And, and, and I think having everybody home, though, and getting that emergency yeah, yeah, yeah. warning kind of proved that because everyone's at home blasting their heat. Yeah, but like there's a difference between, you know, 21 degrees and like 25 degrees. And I mean, who putting their heat up to 25? Well, when it's fucking minus 35 outside, maybe. The thing is, like, it's never like exactly. Like you, we've noticed like when we were in my, my house and mm. it was 21, 21 degrees technically on my thermostat, but it felt a lot colder felt cold because it was really cold outside. So it's mm. not always, it's not going to be like 21 degrees in the mm. house. You know what I'm saying? So like when it's cold outside, it's, it's going to feel a lot colder. So sometimes right. I have to turn it up to like, like right now mine's at, I think at like 23, which normally that's too hot, mm. but right now it doesn't feel too hot because it's cold outside. So that's what I mean. So right. I think people are like probably blasting it more. Right. And um, and it takes a lot more energy to heat heat up the room to that temperature because it's minus 35 outside. Right. And it doesn't. Yeah. And it also to maintain it, it takes a lot. Exactly. Too, because it's because so it's cold freezing outside. outside. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. the amount of energy that it would take. To and the heat, heat being lost. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So then I think it like that's the difference. Right. Mm. So like that day specifically. I mean, today's yeah. a bit warmer, but yeah. <laughs> it is a bit warm. It was like minus 14. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's quite nice. <laughs> Um, I know today I was like, oh my God, it's minus 20. And I'm like walking outside and I'm like, oh my God, it's so nice. Yeah. I was like in such a good mood. I was like, oh, it's like, so I was like, it's literally minus 21 and I'm like so happy. Yeah. It's, it brings that, it's, it's perspective, Daniel. I made a story about it. I I said, this is a life lesson. You know, when things are difficult, remember. Mm. It could always be worse. It could, it could always be <laughs> That's worse. That's not the lesson. The lesson is you go through hard things mm-hmm. and then th- the benefit of going through the hard thing is that later when, you know, when things get better, it's going to make everything else better. God damn. I you know, love like it, minus 21 felt amazing. Mm. But if it was minus 21 randomly after yeah. being like plus 10, I'd be, be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> this is true. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And on that actual positive note. No, wait, I want to tell everyone what oh, I did damn. to relive my childhood. Oh, yeah. Well, what's the, what's the, what did, what did you do? So me and my friend went to the wave pool. You did not go to the wave we pool. We hundred percent went to the wave Which pool. Which one? There's one in the. It's like in the far northeast. It's What's called it called? Village Square. They have like the Thunder Run and all the water slides. Is that the same thing as? It's not the YMCA, is it? No, 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 no it's not. Oh, oh my god! So we went to the wave pool. We went to the hot tub, sauna. Is it nice? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. Is it for children? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's funny because I used to go there when I was a kid, so it was very nostalgic. Oh, like both you went to that did. specific one? Yeah, yeah. So oh. both of us did, and we were like went in there and we're like, oh my god, this is bringing back so many memories. And they've like changed a lot. Like yeah, they've yeah, removed yeah. some I mean, slides. And it, I mean, it's been years, Daniel. It's, been years. it's been years. I had to break it to you, but but it's definitely it's definitely like an older facility. Like it needs a little yeah, bit yeah, of a. Yeah. But honestly, it was so. Oh, cute. that's so cute. We went swimming in the waves. We did like laps and we're racing each other. And, oh my like, god! Yeah, it was super fun. So <laughs> that's adorable. That's yeah. definitely something you could do. Uh, you know, for a random. You know what? I actually saw like a video, mm. and it was like a TikTok of this. Um, of this girl that went to West Edmonton Mall, you know they have a wait. The water park, yeah. The water park, and I was like, you know what? I've that never been. Sounds- You've never been. You've never been to West Edmonton Mall. I've been to West Edmonton Mall, okay. of course, but so I've never been know, to the water guys, park. So if you don't know, guys, West Edmonton Mall. So Edmonton is the city that is in our province. It's north of us. Yep. And it's our province's capital, even though we have more people here. Yep. And we are technically. It's our better. rival city. It's our rival city. <laughs> And the for years, I mean, to this day, that's the only thing that really Edmonton has. Let's be real. <laughs> People, Edmontonians, I know, will, Edmontonians disagree. will hate me. But I mean, that's the main like attraction, mm. right? Like, yeah. you know, at least here, like in Calgary, I'm not going to say like Calgary itself is like fine, whatever. Mm. But like we're near the mountain. So that would be our kind of like, yeah. you know, attraction. Like, you know, outside of Calgary is our attraction. Yeah. Um, but West Edmonton Mall for years, it was like the biggest mall. It was it the world. I think in North America. 
Anyways, it was like one of the biggest malls in the world, maybe mm-hmm. the biggest mall in North America, whatever yeah. it was. And it has like a fucking ice rink. It has a water park with like a wave pool and water slides. Yeah. It's got like, it's, I don't know. It's got a theme roller coaster park as well. It, it has a fucking literal, like, uh, what, what is it called? Amusement park. Amusement park. Yeah. And it has like all this stuff. So like mm-hmm. sometimes like some of us here would go. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't, you haven't been there. No, I have. I've been to the amusement park. Oh, right. I've, you so haven't I've been, been to, the, to the water park. I just, yeah, I've been to the amusement park before. Right. I've gone shopping there. Like it's a huge ass mall. They've got like a fucking uh, like a penguin show, which I fucking hate. Yeah, they that used to have, have dolphins there. there. That, that's so fucked up. Inside, because they have like an aquarium uh, part. As yeah, well. they have like an aquarium, which yeah. I mean, that part should be gone. I, it is. I think it is gone. Okay, um, good. But they still have like the water there, but it's like not an aquarium. Yeah, anymore, yeah, I don't yeah, think. yeah. Or maybe they just have fish in there. I'm not sure. Or yeah, like yeah. Something. Oh my god. Um, but I did go skating there as well before, so I've, yeah. I, I've done things there. Yeah, I just they, like haven't done the water park. But the water park's the best part. I know. I really want to go. Maybe I'll go. We should go one one day. Just do a little road trip to Edmonton. Yeah, Fun time. Check out the vegan food there. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they they supposedly have pretty good vegan food there. Yeah, then let's go. So there you go. We'll go to Edmonton one day, guys. Mm-hmm. Let us know if yep. you're from Edmonton and we just fucking dissed your city. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's normal. It's just in our nature, you know? Exactly. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know down below. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, just leave a little comment. Let us know what you think of mm-hmm. this episode. If you have anything to say about any of the stories. Comment. Um, yeah. And if you would go on the world's largest cruise. God damn. And we would judge you for it. But yeah. you can let us know. <laughs> Maybe we're missing something about the cruise I think we life. Might be. Yeah. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram and on TikTok. Yep. And of course, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash the savage podcast for the bonus content, the early episodes, and ad free content. What else, Daniels? And also on your favorite podcast <laughs> platform, click that follow because then you're updated as soon as a new episode goes live. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.